Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is January 24th, 2020. We've got WWE SmackDown to talk about ahead of the Royal Rumble. But a couple quick little plugs. FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. I have some Impact news, some Ring of Honor news, some Tennille news, some Tessa news. I did a Royal Rumble Q&A show, and uh, Warren Hayes has lost his connection, it would appear. So we'll, we'll hope that he can reconnect, so to speak. Otherwise, you'll probably be sticking around with me talking to a picture of Warren Hayes, uh, for, for quite a while. Uh, reminder, you can send a super chat to, uh, get your question or statement read on the air. Tim Traver has already sent one of those, says, so happy to see my family back on. Love you guys. Uh, as do we to you, my friend. But, um, we're going to talk to, or we're going to uh, talk about SmackDown. We're going to talk Royal Rumble. Uh, Warren has alerted me that he is rebooting. He will rejoin us imminently. But let's go ahead and talk about um, talk about uh, the way that uh, kind of the SmackDown before the Royal Rumble is playing out. And uh, we'll we'll add Warren to this shot as soon as he's back. Uh, the Royal Rumble is a top five. They People in WWE consider their top pay-per-views like the big five now. Uh, Money in the Bank among those is they often include the the NXT takeovers along with that. But uh, this one didn't feel like a real go-home show. It didn't feel like, oh my god, you gotta watch this, this show. You gotta watch this show. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Uh, it just seemed like a placeholder show. The first half hour of this show was the Usos and Roman Reigns defeating Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler, and King Corbin. And the thing is, like, I, I didn't mind that match. That match was, was absolutely fine. They, they worked hard. But man, I didn't need, like, 30, 35 minutes of this 
leading off the show. We had no women's matches that actually happened, which I consider a bit of a problem. They could they could showcase at least one. I get it. They're trying to build towards the Royal Rumble, do all that. Sure, that's fine. That makes a lot of sense. I get it. But uh, you gotta. This this very much seemed like a let's get to Sunday brother match. We've already got their money. Let's get to Sunday brother. Hannah Moore sends a super chat and says, "Sean, your hair looks luxurious this evening. I thank you. Um, it was just up, and I just brushed it out." So uh, I'm, I'm shocked about that. Alonzo Smith points out there are only three matches on SmackDown tonight if you exclude the the women's match that effectively got pulled, got canceled. That's That's rough. And I liked the Bailey Lacey stuff, which I'm kind of holding off to officially... Uh, review this until Warren's back, but it, it really did not seem like a show that, that would make you say, well, first off, hey, I'm glad I watched this instead of watching Zion Williamson play. Not, nothing made me think that, first off. DV says, can we get a hair flip? There you go. There's That's for your $2. Reminder, you can ask as many questions or statement statements uh, as you want. Uh, when you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, I do a Q&A there. Every other week I did three this month. Hannah points out this is my last SmackDown post show with my long hair. Yeah, it is. Literally right after Monday Night Raw's post show podcast next Monday, I am hopping a bus to Cleveland because I ain't driving that distance, my friends. And I have uh, an, an interview scheduled for Tuesday. I've got several, but one in particular that that might perk your ears up, so to speak. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead, before we talk about the SmackDown show, I'm going to go ahead and make my Royal Rumble predictions since Warren's taking a sweet time. We have the Royal Rumble women's match. We have Charlotte Flair, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Sarah Logan, Natalia, Carmella, and Dana Brooke confirmed for this match. I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. Or Shayna Baszler. But considering the fact that they've announced seven women for this Rumble officially, I think that they could go with somebody completely out of the blue. And I think it's the right person to do. Or the right thing to do. I I think that that going with Shayna Baszler completely unannounced would be a right thing. I think that Shayna Baszler uh, just showing up unannounced, winning that Royal Rumble, would be an awesome way to establish the unpredictability of the Royal Rumble. And I think that's something that the Royal Rumble needs. The men's Royal Rumble, I think there is some unpredictability there. But we don't necessarily have that... Anybody can win it, even if they're not announced. Now, we've had that in the Men's Royal Rumble before. John Cena, Edge. We've seen that in the past. But we don't necessarily have that because we know that for the men, an established talent already is going to win. Now, the beautiful thing about the Men's and Women's Royal Rumble is there is... there, There are four top matches, effectively. 
There's a women's title match. Well, there are the two title matches that are for the women's titles and two that are for the men's, even though, you know, there's a whole can of worms to open up about what they're being called. But I think Shayna Baszler wins. Oh, there's Warren. Let's... So, so happy Warren could perhaps join us. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if he can join us. And calling in Hello. live. Live! Are we blessed with Warren Hayes? My God. I, I apologize. The minute Sean started talking, my entire computer locked up. So if, if you're telling, if you're asking me right now, I think the problem is Sean Ross Sapp's voice. I think that it just hit a frequency. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, now I gotta tinker around with this. Warren, give us your pick for the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, the, for the for the winner, who's who's gonna win? Uh, it's a tough one, but you see, I kind of feel I okay. If I'm going safe, I'm probably going to go with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But I have the impression, I have a feeling that if they're going to pull the surprise on us and have Ronda Rousey return, yeah, she could of, she could very well do it. That that's where my prediction is going towards. You know, on a more if I if I'm a gambling man, which I'm not. So I'm probably going to stick with Charlotte. Men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, I, by the way, I picked Baszler or Ronda Rousey. If it's going to be a surprise, if it's going to be somebody unannounced, I think one of those two. Uh, how do you think that the men's Royal Rumble match hashes out? Um, again, as far as as winners go, it's a it's a difficult. I find it's difficult. Like you can tell that WWE doesn't have a set plan. You can tell that they're Maybe that they're still a little bit on the um, uh, they're 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 pattering patterning themselves off of what happened last year with Kofi Kingston. They don't clearly have a set uh, a, a set path for anyone. I feel it's so so open right now. I think Roman is a safe bet, but I don't. But will it be against the Fiend? I don't really I don't really feel it. Um, I think Drew on the raw side might be a, a a good fit as well, but he's had, I mean, his push has just has just happened out of nowhere. I wouldn't even be surprised if they pulled out if they decided to pull out one for Bobby Lashley. I mean, why other? Why would? <laughs> for what other reason would you have put the the mix match challenge match at the end of Raw this week if it wasn't to continue? setting up Bobby Lashley as a big-time contender. And quite honestly, I think there is something in a Lashley-Lesnar match, even at this stage. So it, it, I just find it's a really, really hard one to call this year. I think there are a ton of room for surprises for the Women's Royal Rumble. Not so the men's. Uh, there are 26 announced entrants. I'm not going to run through them all. They are listed at Fightful.com. Uh, but because of our mishap here, I can't isolate this video, Warren. Are you are you happy with yourself? No, I'm. I, no, Sean, I'm not happy with myself. But by it's the, like, oh, by the way, oh, look at me! I'm really looking forward to going on Friday evening and sabotaging the stream. <laughs> happy with yourself? Is this what you talk about on Thursdays on your show? Yes, exactly. I can't wait to get on Fightful and. Fuck everything up tomorrow, guys. You guys. You guys. That's what's going to happen. Um, 
<laughs> also, I, I should note this, and I know that some crappy aggregators will pick this up. As of last, like, fall, the internal injury reports had Ruby Riot and Nia Jax listed as, like, eligible to return, like, the week of the Rumble. Now, it was way too far ahead for them to even know how that would be. Because, I mean, those lists also had Jeff Hardy for November, Jinder Mahal for January, then November. Like, it's just the way it is. Um, DJ Cass says, is it just me or do both Raw and SmackDown have different main storylines? It actually feels like a brand split. Well, yeah, DJ, because they haven't been having other people on the shows. Sami Zayn hasn't been showing up on Raw every week. Uh, they, they've been keeping, well, not, not so much NXT people. Lately, they have been. Lately, they have been, but you haven't had all that cross-pollination, Warren. Yeah, there's no brand, there's no wild card rule. Is it, let's not forget that, I, I mean, it's normal for, for a lot of us to feel like, oh, this is nice, different stories, because there, most of 2019 was basically the same storylines happening on both shows because you had the same people on both shows all the time. So, of course, it feels good. It feels fresh. Uh, absolutely. Oh, man. Matt J. Hendricks says, if I'm Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan, I am talking and convincing Vince to allow them to make this match very uncomfortable to watch. I agree. Fiend is my prediction for Sunday. I think they got to keep him strong, even though they have crapped him down the toilet quite a bit. He's still mm -hmm. more over than most people. How do you think that one goes? I, I agree. I think that's still that's still the thing that you do. Uh, I think there, you know, the only wrinkle that I would see here is that there is, I think there is a, I, I think it's a solid match to have Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE championship though, but there's still time for that to happen. But uh, the, the fiend, in my opinion, still has to stay strong. He's pushing all sorts of merch. He is still really over despite the fact that they're normalizing him. but we'll get into that in a little bit. Bailey versus Lacey Evans. I think Bailey wins this. And as Kevin Langhoff says, nobody's expecting Sasha to win. Well, some of her fans are. And he <laughs> says, just saying Sasha some. versus Bailey. By the way, Bailey seems more credible without the boss. That is a legit WrestleMania title matchup. And you ain't got to turn anybody anyway because they're most convincing as they are now. Just give them a reason to face each other. And this is a reason to face each other. What, what do you think about this? Uh, there is, it's an instant great match that will generate attention and will get everyone excited. Uh, it's the most probable outcome. I don't see Lacey Evans crying her way to a championship victory, uh, this weekend. I really don't. There's, there is money in Bailey versus Sasha. Absolutely. Which is more likely to happen? Me to win the primetime pro wrestling championship at Sean Ross App Served Hall, Thursday, April 2nd, 4 p.m., Coppertail Brewery, Tampa, Florida. I'm not booked for that title match. Is, is it more likely for that to happen or for Baron Corbin to beat Roman Reigns in a Falls Count Anywhere match this Sunday? Do you have the Vegas odds? I do. Cause I, I, not for me. No, but no, for, for, for you as well. Like I have to compare, I have to do research, man. I mean, this is a, it's a hard one. I think he could, he could cheat away a win here, but <laughs> my God, if they extend that to Elimination Chamber, could you imagine? This is the most boring feud 
on WWE TV. It, it was the most boring feud when they pulled it months ago, too. I don't know why they think this is this is a go-to, that this is one they can return to. There's nothing, nothing going on here. This has to come to an end, and it's going to be a false count any, anywhere, and there's going to be Baron Corbin falling off of something high up, and uh, that'll be it. I, I, I'm sort of looking forward to it. To I'm really looking forward to uh, for this whole thing to be done because, my God, Roman Reigns needs something interesting to sink his teeth into. He needs something to do. Becky Lynch versus Asuka. This is Becky Lynch getting her win back, I think. Yeah. Andrade, yeah. We talked about boring a little bit earlier. It's funny. Humberto Carrillo competing for the United States title. I think Andrade needs to get his win back, too. I mean, he kind of beat Carrillo in the gauntlet, I guess, but... Carrillo ain't there. No. Whatever they think of him, it, he ain't ready for it. No, he, he's not. And this is – I mean yeah, uh, I know you have a special appreciation for Umberto uh, and uh, mine mine extends uh, to a certain degree as well. You know, I uh, because everything that they tried to do with him when he was on 205 Live – they tried to push him hard there as a baby face. They gave him vignettes and everything. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and he's, he's not, he's not bad. He's not a bad wrestler. He, he just doesn't have the level of charisma that a lot of other guys have. And because of that, what he does in the ring is done by many other wrestlers with much, with much more charisma and they do it better than he does. So I don't know why they're spending so much energy in trying to get us convinced that Umberto is a thing because he's very, very flat. Andrade maintains here. What WWE and Humberto need to hope for is that by the time they figure out that whatever this is isn't going to work, that Angel Garza's cruiserweight title run is over, and they can put him with his cousin in NXT and pray to whatever higher power that they believe in that by osmosis, Umberto catches whatever it is. I don't care if he's got to rip some pants off. I don't care <laughs> if they got to do that like in stereo. That'd be Because, I mean, quite frankly, let's be honest, what does NXT have too much of? White boy tag teams. They got a whole mess of them, Warren. That's yeah, that's all true. they have. That's true. They could that's... use a little bit of diversity in that tag division. And to be quite honest with you, I feel like if Humberto Carrillo was babyface in peril, waiting to hot tag Angel Garza, I might feel a little bit differently about his work. Or if Angel Garza, who is super over is working to tag his big cousin, who is a pretty impressive-sized guy, all things considered, it'd be a little bit different. Damn, they got to get him to NXT. They had him there, too. Yep, David Rivera sends a super chat and says, Corbin wins and challenges for Roman's mania spot following the pay-per-view. I hate it, but it feels like it's where it's going. Ah, oh, it could they could, could, but please, God, no. See, it, this is the thing. If you speak it into the universe, then the the percentage of it happening just just grew. Thanks a lot. Here's I the mean, thing. thanks for the super chat. But, Andrew yeah. Lolivore says virtually the same thing, but says, since I beat Reigns, 
I should be put into put with a title shot on the line at Saudi. That does make a lot of sense. It's a way you can add stakes to Saudi. And somebody asked me on the Royal Rumble Q&A on Fightful Select, would I like to see them do that more often? Not really. I, I don't like that they do it with the G1 all the time. Because I'm like, this one guy just beat like 32 other people, and in this case 29. I hated when they did the Elimination Chamber and gave five people a title shot the month after Sure. A guy had to beat 29 people to get one. Mm-hmm. I thought that undermined the, the, the sanctity of such. That's why I think Elimination Chamber should be later in the year or something like that. Man. Um, we also have Xanthius saying, after tonight, you should start all podcasts by looking at your co-host and saying, let's go to work. That's what I do. That's <laughs> what I do, except with Warren. And Alex, I say, can I get a sound test seconds before we go live? Yeah. Oh, Lauren Hayes here. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm not going to read the insult about my Bengals hoodie. Uh, it is, I say, unseasonably cold for January 24th here just because it goes back and forth between 12 degrees and 50 degrees here. Uh, Matt J. Hendricks says, do you think WWE is playing people with Shane's promo on NXT? I think they're doing a good job of keeping us guessing, Warren. Yep, and that's the name of the game, really. Uh, that's that's all you have to do is why be explicit about something that can that will make people legitimately excited. I'm I'm excited just at the prospect of uh, of Shayna showing up uh, showing up on one of the main brands. Why not? It's something that needs to happen. Just be cagey about it. Why announce it? No, this is fantastic stuff. They're in a unique situation with NXT on cable. They don't got to bring people up. They want to solidify Wednesday nights. Also, mm-hmm. they're live every week. They're not taping a month at a time. Exactly. So they can they can do this however it is that they want. Uh, we also have Shorty G against Sheamus. Sheamus is probably winning this, but you know what they love to do? They love to do... Oh, Seamus is back, and he's like, oh, hey, little fella. And then he gets rolled up and beaten, and then he beats that guy like twice. And you love a 50-50 Seamus. So I could see that happening too. Sure, but, you know, I, I logic would, dict, would dictate that Seamus is going to get the win here. Or as they say where I'm from, common sense will tell you. <laughs> there you go. Aaron J's fan says, top three women, top three men to win Royal Rumble matches. I would go Charlotte. Shayna, Ronda. If Ronda is not available, then Sasha is that top three. Who are yours? I would agree with the, with those three women. Uh, for the guys, I would go, uh, for the guys, here's something interesting nonetheless. You could, I say Roman, Drew, or even Brock. What if Brock would win and he's the champ and it puts them in a situation like they do in the G1 where the, if you're the champ and you win the G1, you get to pick your content. You get you get to pick your your opponent. That could also be interesting. I did a themed video a couple of years back where I talked about improving the Royal Rumble for all involved. And since we're reviewing the three-match SmackDown last, um, I'll get into that in a minute. But who are your top three men to win the Royal Rumble? Uh, Brock, uh, Brock, Roman, and Drew. Who's Andrew? Wait, I think my computer's locking up again. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I've got uh, Roman, Brock, and 
Hmm. Drew. Roman Brock and Drew. I think that's fair. So one of the things that I had pitched, I had pitched a few rule changes in uh, this this video I did a while back. One was uh, if you stay out of the Royal Rumble, if you're hanging out outside the ring, there needs to be like some sort of count or something like that. I hate that. It's such a stupid crutch. Another thing that I hate is people who just sit outside the ring. If you're not in by the time the next person comes in, you should be eliminated sure. officially. Like Nunzio sat outside the ring until he was thrown in. Sorry, next guy comes in. If he hits the ring and you're not in yet, you're gone. But a big thing that I wanted, the winner gets to pick whatever WrestleMania match they want. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that maybe they've been a 15-time champion and they don't give a shit. Maybe they want to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Maybe Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble and his only thing he wants to do is to beat Kevin Owens at a WrestleMania. Maybe he's so obsessed with that. Maybe The Miz wants to set the record for most intercontinental title reigns. He wants to do that at WrestleMania. They should get to pick their WrestleMania match. The title is a little bit antiquated and sometimes paints themselves into a corner, even though it shouldn't, because this is the most open-ended goddamn booking strategy that you could possibly have. But I think that's what they should do. Matt, Jane, you know, go ahead. But you know what will happen then is then people will say, it devalues the world championship, Sean! Oh, well, they, they devalue that stuff I themselves know. when they never they, have it on TV. Yeah, they don't, exactly. They don't need the Royal Rumble or, or, or wild rules to do that. They're, and they're, you, you know what they're it values? It. it values WrestleMania, which, sure. dare I say, is worth more to them than any championship that they have. Matt J. Hendricks says, I'd love to see Aleister Black eliminate Undertaker if he's in the match, as would I. Sure. That would, that would be awesome. Although, you know, Aleister Black is less the heir apparent to Undertaker's to uh, to Undertaker's legacy uh, maybe two years in 2017 that's all we could see right Alistair yeah. Black uh, being the new Undertaker maybe not as much but it would still be fantastic it still makes sense you know because there's still two strikers two two guys who were very very strike heavy uh imposing uh imposing very charismatic uh individuals auras about them yeah i mean it still works yeah that'd be great i would love to see a, an alistair black elimination that was a callback to the maven one because he couldn't be more unlike maven but mm -hmm. i would love to see him drop kick undertaker out in the same fashion you know undertaker looked back and he's like i'm gonna kick this guy's ass i'd love for him to look back and be like don't know if it's worth it yeah don't know if it's worth it and if you wanted to lead to an undertaker alistair black match Alistair Black and Undertaker kind of wanting a piece of each other, but Undertaker maybe not being so thrilled about the idea as he was beating up Maven all those years ago could be a nice way. Uh, Wild Boy, thank you for the super chat. Reminder, guys, want your statements or questions read on the air, donate a super chat. We're 25 minutes in, haven't even talked about SmackDown tonight, and that's quite frankly the way I like it. This evening. <laughs> Usos and Roman Reigns defeated Bobby Roode, Ziggler, and King Corbin. I said it on when when you were gone, Warren. Thirty something minutes this segment went. Yeah, and it was fine. It was a good yeah. match. All that I could not care less about Roode, Ziggler, and Corbin. They are so devalued. They are just 
They are there. This was a very much get, let's get to Sunday brother match. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was pretty much it. I will never, ever, ever complain of a wrestling program or a sports entertainment program starting off with the match. You will never hear yes. me bitch about that. So I was thrilled because this was uh, this has been something that I've been carrying in regards to SmackDown over the past uh, weeks. That it always starts off with a really extended and unnecessary segment. They just went right to it, and we didn't even have an unnecessary Baron Corbin promo as he was yeah. carried down to the ring. Fantastic, fantastic. This it's how it should start. I, I the match was enjoyable. I yeah. thought it was. Very well made to get um, in the first part to get uh, to get the hot tag over to Roman and then finally get the hot tag to uh, to Jey Uso as well. I, it, it was well built. It was well constructed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The crowd was into it. I mean, this is how you start a match. This is how you start your wrestling program. You start with a hot match, something that will get the crowd alive. AEW does a fantastic job with that every single Wednesday night. They start off with a really hot match. The audience gets into it straight off the bat. Uh, I was into it. I liked it. I would just like to know that, that who's – I want to know who's been sabotaging SmackDown for these past four months because – right. Every week we're asked, are you ready for a good time? And mm-hmm. someone on creative is like, I don't think I am. There's one. Yeah, there's there's one in the group that's just like, mm, and then it just drags everyone down for sure. So this match, uh, Jimmy Uso gets taken out. We uh, we see a lot of cutting off the ring. Corbin avoids Reigns. You know, about 30 minutes later, he talks about how he's going to beat him up so bad. Reigns gets worked over. The crowd's into it. It feels like an eternity. Jimmy Uso returns on one leg. He almost gets the one with an Uso splash, but then Reigns and Corbin work out into the crowd to kind of preview their match. Uso splash wins over Rude. Later on, Corbin tough talks an interviewer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the It's exactly yeah. like you said. No, no one cares. And it's a shame because we did get a 30-minute segment, which was essentially a wrestling match. And why weren't we more excited about it? Why wasn't it more compelling? It's because we don't care about the Roman-Corbin feud. We don't care about uh, about Ziggler and Rude because they've been – the, the fact that they've been, that they've been so directionless just doesn't give us a reason to care. We're glad that the Usos are back. Don't get us wrong. But uh, everything just feels very, very flat in this. Um, I, I was also annoyed at some point where they did the trip, trip the baby face off the the apron to avoid the hot tag. They did it twice, but they did it yeah. twice in the same way because the first time tri- they tripped, uh, Roman and tossed him over the barricade into the audience. Then they did it with, uh, Jimmy Uso and they, and then they tossed him into the barricade. Like it was essentially the same spot twice. And I was like, come on guys. <laughs> 
it, that's that's just it, it just lacks creativity. It's phoning it in, and if you're not caring about your matches, why am I caring about them? Yes. that's the thing. Matt J. Hendricks sends a super chat and says, "Start to rumble with the women's. If Shayna wins, have her attack Becky later in the night to make her mania opponent clear. I like that. You don't often see a lot of people decide the night of. Like that doesn't happen a ton." No, but then you have Elimination Chamber in the meantime, so. Yeah, that, you know. that's, that's a fair point. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, CIA asked me what's the best way to torture people. My answer, have them watch SmackDown, usually positive. This show has sucked a lot. My thing is, it, it, it just hasn't mattered a lot. It just seems like it has not mattered a lot, and that's. That's not a great thing to do when you're promoting a primetime show on a Friday night. No, that's uh, that that's that's the main issue. It's just like there's things happening. There are things that happen, but it's there. There's no it, there, WWE makes it very very difficult for us to get invested in it because they are just giving us really awful awful stories or going back to wells that n- we thought were dried up. Yeah, but. That they're that apparently they think they they can still draw water from a stone. Thank you, Wild Boy, for the super chat. Glad to see you back. Uh, Lacey Evans promo about her upbringing. I, I thought that she delivered the promo really well, but it went from zero to a hundred fast. Mm. And see, this was the problem that I've had with some of the AEW stuff. Like in one week, they were like. Hey, Brandy's leading a cult. By the way, she's cutting your hair. She's getting people to shave their head. Why is this woman already dedicating herself to it? This was very much Michael Cole being like, so what's your issue with Bailey and Sasha? And her being like, well, my dad died. And I'm like, damn. (laughs) Damn, I'm sorry. (laughs) I really am. I feel bad legitimately for Lacey Evans. You can hear the emotion in her voice. But I was like, she give it some time to resonate maybe and then it would go back and then she would go right back to the emotional stuff and i was it was very much like the ray mysterio andrade match on monday it was a roller coaster and i'm not sure if it was for the right or wrong reasons sure how'd you feel about this um yeah th- this is the kind of thing like this is the perfect execution the, it, Hang on, let me start over. If this had been a tweet, then your reply would have been the uh, this escalated quickly gif uh, because that's exactly what happened. The um, This is nothing to take away from what Lacey Evans has experienced as a person in her life because like you said, this is clearly uh, very much an open wound for her. The way, the way her voice immediately started to tremble when she started talking about her father and his addictions – uh, it's clearly something that's, she's not done grieving about it. It was very, very much all over the place though. And as far as everything being so personal for her, the father, my family, my daughter, it, it needed a little focus and everything felt so desperate. Everything felt like, look, you have got, honestly, it was a, it was the hard sell. As uh, uh, Lacey Owens, uh, excuse me, Lacey Evans as a babyface, but we didn't need this hard sell. We were buying into her 
as a baby face over the past few weeks. She had been hitting all – she'd be hitting everything really, really well with the uh, with the references to her military service. The daughter stuff, we talked about it on the show. The daughter stuff was refreshing in and about itself because usually it's always dads and my family, dads and my family. Now it was a mother – which we don't see a lot in as far as women go in WWE. And they're not when mothers. We do, it's not highlighted. Tamina, Oscar, not highlighted at all. It's not highlighted. The, no, exactly. Most you know, you know the the women are you know these unattainable uh, godlike uh, superstars, right? But now the, she was very relatable. It was a lot to take in. It felt a little uncomfortable because there was so much to unpack. And, you know, then you could you could start talking about her like when she was mentioning using her platforms to help people with mental illness. And uh, Lacey, be careful because that she hasn't been all that great. But I, I understand that her heart's in the right place at the same time. But this really felt like a hard sell that was not needed. You know why it felt like a hard sell? Because they blew their wad on her as a heel. Sure. She came up from NXT and immediately they were like, she's got to be this bitchy Southern Belle that loses title matches three or four times. So then they immediately go to her being this against bullies, overcomes a lot baby face. And we had somebody in the chat saying it reminds you, it reminded them of the Nia bullying thing. Well, yeah, when we see Nia bullying people on TV and total divas and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't resonate the right way. When WWE has aired clips of Alexa Bliss saying, I've been bullied and I overcame a an eating disorder, but she's the bully and all that. Like, it doesn't resonate well. Maybe when you bring these people up, have an idea, have a direction, <laughs> or else you might compromise their career like you did to Apollo Crews or Dana Brooke where they're just sitting there. Forever. And then they're marginalized. And I think a lot of people are having trouble getting over the fact that she is heel Lacey Evans that lost to Becky Lynch a bunch of times. Well, um, and, and and not only that, she was put in a position that she just – she wasn't ready to be put into. It was an ungrateful situation, right? Because WWE, after WrestleMania, painted themselves into a corner where they realized we don't have any more – we don't have anyone for Becky Lynch to fight. We don't have anyone. We can't go back to Charlotte just yet. Ronda just left. Uh, Sasha wasn't around. Bailey's a babyface. There's, uh, they, they literally had to do something. Well, we have Lacey Evans. Let's do, do something with her. Lacey wasn't ready to be put in such a high profile situation and that did not help her either. So Bailey attacks her and backstage Carmella and Dana Brooke announce themselves for the Royal Rumble, but Lacey and Bailey brawl into that spot. We then see Sonya apologizing to Mandy for getting Otis involved last week, which I dig. Mm -hmm. I like when you can have some conflict, but they make up. They're best friends for the love of God. Like how much people have arguments with their best friends, disagreements with their best friends. It happens. They don't have to always split up because of it. So they start the Alexa and Nikki match with Fire and Desire, and Bailey and Lacey brawl through the match. I love that. I just wish. Maybe the match would have got some more time because <laughs> there wasn't a lot. There were three matches really on this show tonight. Sure. Three. And I get it. They were killing two or feeding two birds with one scone as PETA uh, prefers uh, with 
the title match. <laughs> That's legit. That's legit. It was a PETA-approved uh, saying. I'd say that to Anthony Bowens one time, and he goes, is that the PETA-approved version? And I was like, good job. Good job. You knew it. So they fed two birds with one scone here and uh, got the Royal Rumble match uh, promoted and the title match promoted. What did you think of this Peter Griffin versus the chicken gimmick here? I liked it. I thought I, I it makes sense to me. It makes sense. Uh, you know, they were the when they start when they started fighting during the Carmella and Dana Brooke uh, discussion that they were having. Uh, it was fun and it uh, fell into the, uh, it fell back into the ring. It spilled over into the ring during the match. Sure. Would have liked the match to have a, a little more time as well. But I'm, a, I'm confused, Sean, because I thought, I thought that they were going to give us the moment where they were going to have the women start tossing each other over the top rope, the top rope, just to make sure I understand the Royal Rumble rules. Now, Sean, I am, this was the go home show. I'm going into Royal Rumble this year, and I'm not quite sure I understand the rules because I didn't have a demonstration. There, there wasn't a group of people in the ring tossing each other over the the, the, the top rope. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a little. Uh, the anxiety is growing right now. I hope that I can understand how the Royal Rumble match works this year because WWE didn't take time to do it. By God, would you have a problem? If WWE lowered the ring ropes for women's Royal Rumble matches. Why? Because of of the biological differences. You see so many times the women get tossed over. They sit on the apron. They run. They get punched off. You very rarely see somebody like get clotheslined over or anything like that. And to me, I don't think – like there – you know, there are a lot of people that would be like, oh, my God. It's like lowering a basketball goal to nine feet. To me, it's not that – to me, it's just, hey, they, UFC does it a lot. When they, a lot of times when they have smaller fighters, like 125, 135 pounds, they'll bring a smaller cage. Because, you know, when you've got a bigger cage and you've got guys that fast, that small, uh, quite frankly, that makes for a lot more footwork than they find appropriate. So this ain't unheard of, so to speak. Um, I, I don't think that'd be a terrible idea. It's just they'd have to develop the technology, so to speak. It would just have to be like an adjusting one. And the thing is, you would have to do theirs first in case it broke or something. But like, so, it became so redundant. So redundant. And I heard somebody say, oh, what about through the ropes? I don't want to do that through the rope shit. No. That ain't the Royal Rumble. That ain't what Bill Watts tried to ban in the 90s, my friend. I think maybe it was banned already. Either way, going over the top rope being a DQ was a dumb rule. Um, Matt J. Hendricks says, thoughts on WWE changing NXT's women's title name? I'm sure it'll confuse some, but I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, UFC has effectively done that with their women's championships. I don't think anybody should be criticized for calling it a women's championship or whatever to specify. If they want to change the name of it, it's their company, whatever. I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do with it, honestly. Uh, I, I'm just keeping an open mind about it. I'll reserve judgment when it happens. Well, I mean, technically it has started because Morrow wasn't, wasn't referring to, uh, wasn't referring to the women's division when he was yes. talking about the NXT UK and the NXT championships. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, to me, it's, 
eventually you just have to end up with baby steps and if uh, you take baby steps to reach a point to reach somewhere and if wwe wants to start doing away with gender divisions mm-hmm. want to get stuff a little more a little more fluid you know to to use an overused term here but bear with me um then these are the types of baby steps that you have to that you have to take you can just if you just if wwe wanted to flip a switch and make uh, make all the titles intergender oh well, people would lose their minds yeah. this is a progress thing it's one step at a time we'll see what happens we'll just we'll just see what happens but there there is something curious i'm just saying there is something yeah. curious about having Which- two NXT championships so but then again it makes you think then does that mean that the women can fight for the north american title because it's genderless well i mean women have held the intercontinental title women have been in the royal rumble to determine the top contender for the wwe championship like that that stuff's happened in the past uh elias and braun Strowman defeated the artists braun Strowman sees a nervous elias backstage and says it's time to go to work and then they're about to duet but the artists interrupt. The fact that Braun did not bring out the big, what was it, the cello? The, yeah, the the straight bass. Missed opportunity. Yep. Missed mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. This feels like the 800th time we've seen Braun against some combo of these guys. But this is Elias' first televised match since September. Mm-hmm. Good. We're, uh, just an amazing gig if you can get it. <laughs> he does not have to bump like ever. It's awesome. He hadn't even wrestled a house show since last month. Amazing. Uh, they win with a Braun power slam and Elias flying elbow. Why not? Sure. Eventually, you got to have Elias fight somebody. Mm-hmm. And you have to have him win. Yes. Or else he's going to care about him. Well, exactly. Especially if he's a baby face now and he has to regale us with his, uh, with, with his, uh, musical wrap ups of, uh, WWE news. Um, I, I like the, uh, I, I don't think he had done this before, Elias, when he did the old school rope walk into a meteora. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't remember, cool. I, I don't remember seeing him do that. Um, and I, uh, and it's the kind of stuff he has to do as a baby face. I remember when they tried to flip him baby face, uh, last time, uh, there was just something that wasn't connecting because his offense wasn't as explosive, you know. So he was trying stuff out, but his babyface comebacks weren't all that great because his offense was very, very, very much tailored to being a heel persona. If he does this kind of uh, this this type of move here, that's the kind of stuff that the audience can get into, and I liked it. I thought it was fun. Plus, I think his heel stuff is really what got him got him over. Sure. Anyway. Uh, maybe not his offense, but still. John Morrison defeated Kofi Kingston. I don't like Kofi losing a bunch of singles matches. I don't like Big E losing a bunch of singles matches. Quite frankly, I think they are the the fun modern-day road warriors in that they should be protected at all costs. Because especially in Kofi and Big E, you have two guys that can excel in singles. Of course, before his injury, we saw Xavier get really good in the ring. But the thing about Xavier is he's... I mean, they're all able to talk their way into getting back over, but Kofi's a former world champion. Big E is a guy that a lot of people look at as a potential world champion. I would not have them losing to John Morrison, although I will say his Starship Pain actually hit for once. Mark this your calendars. Match, 
was very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Johnny mm-hmm. went over the top, so you get your if this was Sunday spot, Kofi <laughs> does an awesome pendulum tope. There was a trouble in paradise that got countered for a whopper of a wheel kick from John that Morrison. Nice. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Spanish fly hits for Morrison. This was his best performance I've seen in WWE in at least eight years. Oh, I see, I see what you did there. This was this was really good. This was fun. Um, and uh, and 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 you pointed out all the the the, the great spots in the match. It's really interesting. Uh, look, uh, other than maybe them setting John Morrison up for a really big push, Kofi Kingston, despite the fact that they don't talk about it all that mu- that much, was a dominant WWE champion throughout the year 2019 and to to just like you said lose a match uh, a feud builder basically with someone else just like that I don't like it I don't like it either I hadn't thought of the analogy but it makes sense to protect the new day it's 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 crucial it's essential I know that they have a level of bulletproof just because of how they're able to get themselves over with their antics and their charisma and their 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 ability to entertain or to oil themselves up into fantastic situations where they try to get tossed over and peck gentlemen on the head. I think it's fantastic. But they do need to have they do need to maintain a mystique and I think one of the reasons why the new day didn't fall into oh they're just it's just gimmicky silliness with the pancakes or the bootios and so on and so forth is because they're really good as a tag team unit. All three guys, the credibility that they are able to build as tag team competitors will always be, uh, will always serve to keep them over regardless of the nonsense they decide to get themselves into because they really, really are that good and they need, they do need a little sheltering. I think that's a pretty, pretty solid assessment there. Joseph Farley says, The Fiend using that leather belt for punishment reminded me of every southern mother I've ever met and a trusty belt. Maybe he'll make them pick up their own switch next. How about a fly swat? I go old school, man. A fly swat's what I used to get whooped with. Well, the contract signing happened. Daniel Bryan's in the ring. Bray Wyatt appears on Firefly Funhouse up on the, the screen. He says Bryan won't be facing him this Sunday. So the Fiend should sign the contract. I love that as soon as you hear those sounds, Michael Cole hit the bricks. Yeah. He was, he like, was like, see you later. Uh, not dealing with this. Whatever it's going to be, I'm gone. That was a great touch, I thought, Warren. Brian attacked him, get hit, got put in the mandible claw, got hit with Sister Abigail, beaten with the strap, and the Fiend signed the contract, as Corey Graves said, in his own blood? <laughs> I actually called it. Yeah. I said someone someone has to someone has to sign this contract with their own bodily fluids, whatever they may be. Yeah. Hopefully blood. But it it made I thought I didn't think WWE would do it, but they did it. Um I don't like contract signings. I don't either. I don't. I I I think I I think they're a creatively bankrupt idea. I think it's lazy creative. Think there's nothing- why are you signing it two days before the? I would want something a little more concrete than that. 
just just before you start promoting the match, you know, it's like why hasn't the co- to me like ultimately it's like WWE management is complete garbage. They're promoting matches that they haven't even signed yet. Um, but I will give this one a pass. I thought it was just different enough to be like, all right, there was something else that happened here. Uh, the minute that Daniel Bryan slipped his uh, wrist into the strap, I was like, okay, all right, I I see where this is going. If you're not going to show me how the Royal Rumble works, where you're damn well going to show me how a strap match works, right? Um, and and like the fiend uh, signing it in his own blood, I thought was a really really nice touch. I thought overall this is good, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid that they're that the fiend is being normalized too much. Last week with the with the ambush with Kane just turning around very nonchalantly at the fiend and saying, "What what took you so long?" Whereas a couple of months ago, the the fiend took out Kane like that. Kane should be afraid of the fiend at this point. Everyone needs to be afraid of them. Uh, and their ambush thing, I felt okay. This is bringing the fiend down a little. To a, a level where I don't think he should be. And then a contract signing. Why would the fiend be bothered with paperwork? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, the Undertaker, when he, he has a rabbit you, handle that for him. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. Or at least go as Bray Wyatt, you know, at some point. But, you know, the Undertaker, and I think I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to say it again. The Undertaker, in the when he debuted... His thing was he scared the bejeebus out of everyone. Yes. Everyone even scared Yokozuna, who was faced with his own mortality. It terrified him. Everyone was shit scared of The Undertaker. This is what The Fiend still should be. I wouldn't take, to me, Daniel Bryan just mustering the guts to just stand face to face with The Fiend if they had built it that way. Just being there, standing face to face with them, terrified. You could tell he's afraid. That would get me much more invested because I'm like, mm, you can do it, Brian. You know, you can do it, Daniel. But I don't know. I'm just afraid that they're that that they're ruining his mystique by putting them in the in these very in these tropes. But at least they they were able to have a little fun with it. Pass for tonight as far as contract signings go. Dan Heyman says, need stables in the main roster like UE and Imperium. Hey, they're doing that with Seth, Buddy, and AOP, and it's working out swimmingly. Uh, I hope they do it with Reigns and the Usos. I don't need to see Ziggler, Corbin, and uh, to be honest with you, all three of those guys, I could do without them on TV for a while. Make it, yeah, just go away so we can miss you a little bit. You know? Learn a new hold, as they say. Well, Fightful learned a bit of a new hold today. We released a video five shocking WWE Royal Rumble facts. Uh, I thought about pulling up a preview over here, but hey, just go to youtube.com slash Fightful. Uh, it is in the style of some of the uh, cultaholic wrestle talk, uh, what culture type list videos. We're going to be doing some more of those. Big thank you to our dude Camillo for helping us out with the production of that. Uh, spread the word on those guys. Uh, we haven't really had the the means of production to do stuff like that in the past. So the more you guys spread stuff like that, the more that uh, we can do them. Uh, it does require some heavy editing in that regard. But 
FightfulSelect.com. This week I did a Q&A show for the Royal Rumble. Alex has sour graps for Raw and SmackDown. We've got the Weekender podcast that covers your NWAs, your ROHs, 205, NXT UK, all that good stuff. I've got the uh, Backstage Report podcast every single week giving you backstage exclusive news, contract updates, injury updates, stats, plus you get the exclusive news from FightfulSelect.com sent straight to you. But if you're watching this video, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, hit that bell for notifications. I mentioned YouTube is throttling our views right now, so tap that bell for notifications. Let uh, them know that you want to hear from us. But Warren, where can they hear from you? On YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, where I do my weekly show every Thursday night at 9 p.m. By the way, I'm doing a uh, Royal Rumble prediction show tomorrow morning at nice. 11 a.m. If you want to join me there, that'd be fantastic. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. I want all thousands of you sharing that shocking Royal Rumble facts video. If you don't, if you don't, I will friend your mothers on Facebook and I am not responsible for what goes down in the DMs. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.